Hello, and welcome to the Autism and Employment podcast series. Our names are Martin and Alex. In our first episode, we are going to discuss whether people with autism and learning disabilities are more vulnerable to redundancy during the COVID-19 pandemic. We will be discussing our thoughts with our guests. In an article from The Guardian dated the 15th of September 2020, 695,000 people so far have lost their jobs during COVID-19 in the UK. Many of those are young people. The Office for National Statistics said 156,000 people were made redundant in the three months to July. This is an increase of 48,000 from the three months to the end of May and the sharpest quarterly rise since 2009. Despite the furlong scheme preventing a sharper rise in unemployment, the latest official figures from the Office for National Statistics show the unemployment rate increased to 4.1% in the three months to the end of July, representing about 1.4 million people out of work. Although a slight increase from 3.9% in the three months to the end of June, the Bank of England expects the rate to hit 7.5% before Christmas, which would mean about 2.5 million people unemployed. According to another article published by The Guardian, dated the 6th of August 2020, one in four disabled people are facing redundancy. Along with disabled people, parents and carers are also twice as likely to lose their jobs. Those who have or currently are shielding are made redundant. A report by An Unequal Crisis found that one in four people have faced redundancy and that number rises by 37% who said their disability had a large impact on their day-to-day life. The Citizens Advice conducted a study which found 6,000 disabled workers and those shielding due to extreme vulnerability to coronavirus were at risk of redundancy. The Chief Executive of Citizens Advice, Dame Julian Guy, quoted, Employers face difficult choices whether they are worrying signs, disabled workers, people who have shielded, parents and carers are being pushed to the front of the queue when it comes to redundancy. As tough as these times are, they cannot be used as an excuse to break the rules. If someone is facing an unfair redundancy, the odds of getting redressed under the current system are stacked against them. Workers need a watchdog that would be a one-stop shop to protect their employment rights. Unison conducted a survey in August 2020. They asked 4,000 disabled workers across the UK how comfortable they were working from home and if it improved their health and well-being. The survey showed that 73% answered that they were more productive working from home and they took less sick days as they were able to manage their condition better. More than half, 54%, felt they would benefit working from home in the future, but nearly two in five, 37%, believed their employer was unlikely to allow this. More than half, 53%, said they have received no reasonable adjustments from their employer to help them work from home. One person who partook in the survey has autism and they said, and I quote, I'm autistic and the office is a relentless sensory assault. At home, I can take regular breaks and work in a room that is totally quiet. Unison Assistant Director, General Secretary Christina McKenna quoted, the survey shows that working from home can be done easily and actually increases productivity. The pandemic's demonstrated that there's no longer any excuse for employers to turn disabled workers down if they request to work from home. But one size doesn't fit all and home working should be a choice. Disabled employees should continue to have the right to ask for reasonable changes that allow them to remain in the workplace. For those who want to do their job from home, it's time to give disabled workers a new right to do so. These articles have shown us not only are disabled workers at risk of being made redundant, 
but so are young people, parents and carers. However, we want to express why people with autism may struggle in other ways during this pandemic. A change of structure and routine, such as no longer being able to go to work or do their daily activities, changes of communication with employees, such as now having meetings via Teams or Zoom, not having a structured work environment, such as a desk or to work from or a PC, and now using a laptop instead. Working in a chaotic and noisy environment can be stressful if they live with others and everyone else is working from home. Feelings of depression and anxiety are common if they live alone and are isolated from friends and family, or if they live with many people and cannot have much alone time. However, we also understand that working in a quieter, more controlled environment can be beneficial when working from home for someone with autism, as expressed in the Unison survey. We are now going to start the interviews, and I would like to introduce our first guest, Andy. Andy has a YouTube channel called Indie Andy. I'll spell that for you, I-N-D-I-E Andy, and his channel is about him living with autism. I caught up with him one afternoon to discuss the situation with COVID and his reaction to the Guardian statistics. Hi, Martin. You're right. Hello, Andy. How are you doing? I'm not too bad, thank you. How are you? Yes, not too bad, thank you. Working from home. Right, so you've got the, my email, okay, and you have the questions and the Guardian article. Yes, yes. So you're all good. You're, all, you're, you're comfortable with uh, what we're talking about today, which is uh, COVID and the workplace and... Yeah, no, that's perfectly fine. Yeah, sounds great. Okay, absolutely fine. So um, do you think that people with autism and other learning disabilities are more vulnerable or at risk of losing their jobs during the COVID-19 pandemic? Unfortunately, as much as it pains me to say, I would have to say yes. Um, not due to people not um, being able to do the job necessarily but I feel at the minute with the uh, pandemic going on um, I mean I can speak for myself a little bit in, in this regard um, because of this just general situation uh, you know the pandemic and I don't know it's just been a very difficult year in general for everyone it creates that vulnerability in the first place and I think that, you know, if uh, someone who is on the spectrum or has a learning disability, you know, is in the world of employment, it can uh, make it more difficult for them to uh, perform those duties, you know, under the current strains and pressures that we are uh, currently experiencing. Yes, indeed. Um, I, I know of one or two people who've um, uh, struggled to find employment and struggled to cope uh, since the pandemic. But I have a few friends who who have autism or Asperger's whatever they prefer to use and they found this year quite tricky as well as, as have I to be honest with you is is it just because um because it's just the uncertainty or do you think it's just I, I don't know for me I've always found it a, tricky to find employment when I was in that position to find employment but I don't know whether it's just because of the atmosphere um it's just intensified things yeah i i think um i think it's just general uh anxiety of what's been going uh, well what's what we've been hearing and what we've been reading and obviously we're we're well the the, the rules and things have 
always been confusing but i think they're a bit more confusing to us because we're not too sure you know what you know can we do this can we not do this you know even if it's just things like going to the shops or going out to get some exercise i was just gonna i was just gonna say i do agree with you um i mean i think initially the rules were pretty clear very defined uh, when the first uh, lockdown happened it was very very clear what you could do what you couldn't do um though um though from that's from a general standpoint it was very very clear but um as time has gone on i don't know uh, if anyone's listened to this will probably agree with me it's become less and less clear and you know it's it's hard to understand what you should be doing versus what you shouldn't be doing and what the rules are and what exemptions there might be and how those exemptions apply in real life when the majority of people are saying one thing versus versus the other really so it it's very confusing and for me as time has gone on i've found it incredibly difficult to keep on top of what is happening and also what the rules are uh, to be honest uh, my fiance i have to ask her what the rules are because she's better at interpreting things than i am it's, she's very good following the rules i am as well but when there's so much information floating about it's hard to you know think concisely and actually apply those rules in apply those rules to daily life i would say yes i think uh, anyone who's listening to this would absolutely agree with what you were saying so um do you think that uh, is further research needed into the issue do you think i definitely think so i definitely think so because um especially for those who are in work as well uh, actually finding out uh, how the pandemic has potentially been a strain on uh, people who are on the spectrum or have a uh, learned disability you know because to be honest there's not a lot of well there's research but I think in this circumstance it is important to find out especially if we are going to have circumstances uh, like this again because this is uh, one of the first um major incidents of its kind in it certainly my life certainly my lifetime and the majority of people's lifetimes so I think if we you know can take the lessons that have been learned or you know find out what you know has happened uh, to people you know through research and applying those in a practical way yeah I would definitely say so uh, just to actually have uh, plans and provisions in place for people because I feel, you know, from talking to people in uh, my community, especially, uh, people certainly feel lost and aren't necessarily sure what is going to happen or what will happen. And, you know, some people don't even know what resources are out there for people. So I think if research was done to find out, you know, what has happened and how, how it could be, you know, handled not necessarily bad, but handled in a different way that's more productive for people. I think that's, I think that's important. Uh, you read the uh, Guardian, the link to the Guardian article. Yes, I did. Yeah. The, the statistics from the Guardian article, such as one in four disabled people losing their jobs, come as a shock to you. I want to say no, um, but I'm not surprised 
buy it either. Like I'm I'm surprised in the sense that it's shocking to me uh, that it is a thing that has been uh, going on or potentially has been going on just based on the statistics. But it doesn't surprise me either. From I mean, from a business point of view, you want to have the best people working for you and uh, people who are on the spectrum or uh, who have another disability of of some description, you know, may not in in the company's eyes be the best fit for that role. But but I think that's down to businesses not giving, you know, people like us and you know everything like that the op- the the opportunities to do that to to um to show what we can do in a way that best suit us as in as individuals i would say i'm i'm not surprised by the statistic if it makes you feel any better it didn't surprise me either um do you think the option of working from home is a good idea for people with autism aspergers and learning disabilities and what do you think are the pros and cons? Well, just to give a bit of context for um, everyone listening, uh, before the pandemic, I had never worked from home in a official work capacity. I've always worked at a placement or in the office. You know, I was actually at the physical place of work. I've never worked from home. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I think that was the case for uh, the majority of people. So I think uh, for everyone, it, it's been an interesting experience. I think for me personally, I can only talk about my own experiences. Um, initially, it was scary because it was um, it was it was just new, it was different. I was working at home, which was just it was completely jarring to me, to be honest. So I guess. For, for me, I, I tend to keep my work life and my personal life very, very separate. Um, even socially, I yeah. tend to keep them separate. It's just, you know, it's I, it, it's just it's just the way that I deal with things, really. So to have the work come from home, <laughs> work yeah. go go home with me, uh, it was a bit jarring. So from that aspect, I guess that in itself is a con. In a con is a con in a way. Um, but I guess for I guess for me it's also been quite nice because I've because I'm not seeing my colleagues all of the time and having to uh, be conversational and um, be overly social when I'm not that sort of person. Um, typically, when I'm at home, you know it, it's it's been nice. It it you know it, it's nice to uh, recharge the batteries in a you know in you know, my own space. So I guess, I guess it depends on the person ultimately. I think, I think if the option was there for me, you know, after the pandemic, I would definitely take it, especially if I'm having, um, you know, a, a difficult time of things, but I think ultimately, sure. ultimately, I think ultimately it comes down to the person Um, you know, how, how they uh, deal with things for me, you know, I can see both sides of it. You know, obviously the con being, you know, it, it works at home and it's, it is a jar and thing. But I guess the positive of that is that it's also, you know, if you're not necessarily uh, a social person uh, like, yeah. my, like myself, <laughs> it can be good and uh, good in that way. Um, I was going to say, is this the first time you've worked from home as well? Or yes. Is it... 
Yes, this is absolutely the first time I've I've had a job working at home. And again, I, I was like you. I thought I have to go into the office. You know, I, I can't work from home because there's too many distractions here. You know, I I have a few musical instruments here. I you know, there's there's a biscuit tin downstairs, a kettle and everything. My mother works from home at the moment. She likes to go to the office and everything. And yeah, you know, I, I just like the experience of going to work, then coming home and, you know, work, home, separate. That's it. But actually, it's it's not been so bad for me because uh, I'm, I'm very disciplined. I'm, you know, I'm concentrating on this. There's all these other things in here to distract me. But no, I have to work. Yeah, you know, I'm here to work. Therefore... I work. The one pro for me about this is I don't have to worry about traveling. In order to get to my office, I have to go to Brixton, then change it for an underground. And then uh, it's a eight minute walk from underground. So I'm relying on two different trains. And <laughs> if one goes wrong, then, you know, <laughs> so that's, that's kind of nice. I, I'm, I don't worry so much when I'm commuting these day these days, but yeah, it's just been nice sort of not having to worry about it. But at the same time, I do miss my colleagues and I completely see what you're saying about, you know, you have to talk to your colleagues every day. You're not really much of a social person. And yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from. I tend to sort of keep myself to myself. I, I try and engage and, and talk to my colleagues occasionally, but I know what you mean. It's, it's a, uh, I, I, so of course, I'm not saying anything bad about my colleagues. That's that's not the case. I was just going to say that's uh, you know I, I don't think badly of my colleagues uh, either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the the people I work with are great. Um, it's just sort of uh, nice to sort of be in your own comfort zone and yeah. Hmm. So I I completely see what you're saying about. Yeah, I was just going to say about um, the travel as well when you were um, uh, talking about it. It wasn't a point that um, I had actually thought about because at the minute my uh, fiance takes me to work in the morning because it's en route to um, her place of work. And then on the night I have to uh, get two buses home. Uh, (laughs) Which... Before the pand- pandemic, it was, it was, it wasn't too bad. Obviously, buses were uh, just really full and things, which it just wasn't, just wasn't uh, pleasant, really. But I think that the pro, I guess this is another pro of working from home, is that you don't obviously have to uh, worry about that and the just the cost of that as, as well. Yeah, uh, cost. yeah. You know, obviously. Um, I, I don't tend to I don't tend to think about um, money to be honest, but I, I guess from that point of view, it, it definitely does uh, help for sure. You you mentioned cost there. I thought, oh, I didn't really think about that. I, I guess I guess the thing that uh, worries me from just reading the Guardian article, and it, it does kind of allude to uh, what we were talking about uh, before when it comes to the statistics. Um, it is just. Uh, companies in general uh, disregarding the legisl- legislation for autistic people and people with learning disabilities. Um, for me, it's quite a concerning thing because um, I do under- I do understand from a business point of view, you know, it's a, a stressful time for everyone, you know, but the legislation is, you know, legislation and, you know, uh, j- just generally the Equalities Act is there for, you know, people like us to be able to, you know, 
you know, gain and try and gain employment, but also stay in employment. Yes, of course. Uh, you know, and to, it, and for me, it, it worries me uh, greatly that that's been, um, could be generally uh, disregard, disregarded. It does, can, it does concern me. Yeah, and I, it, it concerns me and my, um, my colleague as well. That is there to protect us, to make sure that we are given, you know, a, a better quality of life and we're protected in case anything should happen. But, you know, if you're going to not pay attention to it, then, yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying. It doesn't look good, does it? No. And I, I think for me, kind of the reason why um, uh, I've uh, brought this up really is really in terms of, you know, obviously the uh, pandemics um, brought obviously a lot of things to, uh, a lot of things to light really, including um, looking after oneself in terms of like wearing face masks and, and things, you know, that the whole, com- the whole conversation that people have. And it, it, it kind of, the, the idea about, I don't know, let's let like just uh, rules and policies uh, not being disregarded, I, I think kind of worries me in this respect because you might have someone who is, you know, in employment uh, who, I don't know, for example, just as an example, uh, can't wear a face mask because of X, Y, and uh, Z uh, reason, you know, that's, you know, well within uh, the rules of exemption for wearing a face mask or face covering. And it just worries me that, you know, the, ex- uh, the exemptions are not being uh, applied for those people. And therefore, if people are not following those, uh, you know, following, following the rules that have been set out, the, the, you know, the fear of redundancy is a, is a thing. Yes, that just, you know, it, 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 just, it just worries me because I can understand, um, you know, what, uh, you know, the need to protect others as well as, uh, as well as yourself I you know completely understand that and I, I try to follow that to the best of my ability as well but there also has to be you know you have you have to be careful that you know you, you you're not you know overstep as a, as companies you know in general aren't enforcing things which aren't um not not above board per se but you know you, you know I'd you yeah, know, you, I see where you're you, coming you, from. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's good because I, I, I kind of, I kind, of, I knew what I wanted to say, but it just, it wasn't coming. It wasn't coming. It wasn't coming out, Martin. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, don't worry. I, I often have that when I'm talking to people, trying to explain how I feel, and then I have to say, sorry, can I just double check? I am making sense, aren't I? <laughs> I, I am trying to get the point across. I want to get a, a across, you know. I, I understand your thing about uh, exemption um, entirely, and I, I see your concern and worry. Absolutely, it, it's the worry that I feel. I'm just sorry I don't have the answers to to make people feel better. It, it's okay. Yeah. It, it's okay to be honest, because it's something that has been asked um, by people in my own community as well, and it's. I, I think it's hard. I think it's hard anyway because. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm just one person. I don't have the answers to everything, and you you do want to try and help people, but there's only so much that yeah. you can do. But um, I think in general, I think in general, if people obviously are worried about that aspect of things, I guess 
you can always talk to an ombudsman about yes. uh, about about it um you know uh, see what your uh you know see where you stand on that sort of thing but obviously you know it's important just to talk to the um talk to the employer first or you know about it what your concerns are i mean from the guard the from the guardian article as well you know really worryingly um a, a lady got a redundancy notice after expressing concerns about return to work that she didn't feel uh, safe yes and uh, to me that's not that's not right in any circumstance you know no, so it, I think... no it isn't i agree that that is just not you know i'm expressing concern for my safety and now i'm being made redundant for it i mean where 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 is the sense in that i think you know obviously talk to the company first in if the stance is the same you know um there's you know speak to uh, speak try and speak to an ombudsman because obviously they you know they have to be impartial and you know, i've not had to go for uh, advice from an ombudsman my, myself but i know people who have who have uh, you know have only got uh, good stories to share but yeah it, it's kind of worrying uh, it's kind of worrying but i do kind of hope that um when it comes to people with autism uh, and learning disabilities you know that people can you know see the potential that we do have yes um yeah you know ensure that we uh, that we're staying in in the workforces and you know getting into the workforces you know that that's that's what i want that, that's what i'd love to say and obviously people following <laughs> following the rules and legislation that have been set out uh, to protect us yeah absolutely i i completely agree and i think maybe on that note uh that's a kind of nice positive note to end on well i guess that what it remains for me to say is um thank you very much indeed for your time uh, it's been very in- interesting discussion well um hopefully we'll talk again yeah i hope so as well it's been a really great discussion uh uh well uh you have to uh, you have to thank uh, alex for me for um if we're reaching out in the first place you take care of yourself now and thank you uh, uh and you martin and uh hope you have a good weekend our next guest is a gentleman called dan and he is also a youtube blogger but he has a website and a podcast series as well it's called the asby world i'll spell that for you a-s-p-i-e world and you can find it on youtube there's a podcast series there's also a website www.theasbyworld.com and i caught up with him one afternoon to discuss his take on the situation with COVID and the Guardian statistics. So how are you today? I'm all right, thank you. I'm just, uh, just busy. I'm doing a of million course. and one things. Well, hopefully this won't take up um, uh, too much of your time. So the first question is, are people with autism and other learning disabilities more vulnerable or at risk of losing their jobs during this pandemic? I, I would say... Like just just from my thinking about it, I would say yes. And the reason I would say that is because if you if you're if you're a company and you're presented with um, you know an office full of people, um, but you have to make redundancies, you have to look at which of the um, actual people in the office cost you money than the other person. Now, if you have reasonable adjustments, uh, like maybe an autistic person may have a tablet or something or something that's more equipment than the typical person in the office, then you're going to look at that as an expense and that person may have more um, potential for being sick. Kind of like if you think about the whole 
the old school way of hairdressers they used to always want to hire men to be hairdressers because men would never um have babies so they would never be off kind of on maternity so i would think that people during the pandemic especially employers they're going to look at them them themselves from a monetary point of view and and judge them base their decision off profit rather than person that's a a a different way of looking at it i hadn't really thought about it like that before i mean i obviously i've been uh in and out of office jobs for the last sort of 12 years so i've not really thought about it like that before but yeah okay um so the second question is is further research needed into this issue i think so i, I think that like m- more research is always like you should never stop learning basically and uh, you know anybody who kids themselves to think that they've learned everything that is known on a topic is kidding themselves um there's no way of reaching the state of perfect so more research always um to to be included and and i think you know just just off my personal experience with friends of mine i know there's a friend of mine who's an autistic female and she applied for five jobs uh, she got accepted for all those jobs and as soon as they found out she was on the spectrum the position became unavailable which was, oh. and she went five jobs like this, which is unbelievable. And she's such a lovely girl as well. And so, um, which is shocking, you know, and I bring this up quite often when I'm, when I'm doing my keynote talks, I use an example to say that employers need to be, you know, it shouldn't, that shouldn't matter. You know, your, your abilities should not come into to play with your job unless it's, you know, your, unless you're a, a track runner, but you're a wheelchair user, you know, obviously there's some kind of differences there, obviously, yeah. but unless, you know, autism in, in terms of office jobs, I mean, shouldn't really combat their decision to give you a job or not yeah i know that 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 is pretty terrible to hear that <laughs> mm. yeah, yeah it's, it's horrible 20, isn't it? it's 2020 you'd think by now <laughs> you know there'd be some kind of forward thinking forward momentum but yeah ev- just, evidently it's... not yeah it's quite shocking you know it is quite shocking when she told me i honestly couldn't believe it i was flabbergasted and i did uh, i was doing some videos with her because she was also a youtuber and so we were doing some videos in my office and she was telling me about it and i was i just i honestly couldn't believe it it was just absolutely unfathomable okay the third question is does the pandemic hammer home the way we treat the vulnerable in society and how do we change it i think it, it, it highlights I think what the pandemic is doing is it's highlighting just how many people are vulnerable and what that level of vulnerability looks like. So I think just from the offset, like it, it, it shows you, you know, a person's inability, you know, like routine disruptions from autism, you know, how, how, how badly does that routine get disrupted? But what does that mean for that person on the spectrum? And why does that make them vulnerable? And I think those things are, are the things that, the pandemic is highlighting and how we should change that personally i think that it's down to education you know people who are um running stores and security and because of all the different measures now to go anywhere to get your groceries or whatever you know those people need to be aware that people on the autism spectrum behave in certain ways um including maybe they they're too sensory overloading to wear masks and stuff like that you know what i mean so i think there's there's so many there's so many different um, issues that you couldn't really put a, a blanket statement out saying like, you know, all people who, who have autism may not wear a mask. You know, you can't do that because some people will wear masks. But I think what, what, what what's needed is maybe it's time for us to look at global education 
uh, on autism you know or, or global i mean like you know across the the nation um yes. there needs to be some kind of uh, education done to to make a um a, a more understanding society i don't know uh, what the word is but that's my uh, take on it yeah i, I think what well, that, that's 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 pretty much the, the right wording yeah uh, absolutely yeah uh, education yeah, seems to be. Uh, it, it, it's interesting because a few people have come back and said uh, education as well. So uh, maybe we're. Uh, we seem to be on the right track then. Yes, I think. Yeah, I think we're looking to he head that way. Uh, so, do the statistics from the Guardian article, such as one in four disabled people losing their job, come as a shock to you? Um, it doesn't come as a shock to me because, you know, I, in January of this year, I was doing a, um, I did a seminar in the European Parliament and I was asked to speak on autism and, um, and, and how people on autism find work and, and, and how they lose their jobs. And it was something, there was a huge statistic that was like, there's only something like, I don't know, like 18% of all autistic people have, um, employment, which is like, a very low number of people on the spectrum who have employment. So you're thinking, well, how is this, how is this happening? And then, you know, if we refer to the yeah. story of my friend losing her job, just because she's on the spectrum, it, it, you kind of then start to make sense of this, you know, you're, you're in a disadvantage in an employability aspect, uh, especially with shows like employable me and stuff coming out, you know, those shows exist because there's this huge deficit between working autistic people and not working autistic people and it's nothing to do with laziness or not wanting to you know it's 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 the exact opposite i'm pretty sure every autistic person i know wants to get out there and do something amazing with their life absolutely okay and the last question uh do you think the option of working from home is a good idea for people with autism asperger's and other learning disabilities and do you think there are pros and cons to the argument um, I mean, it's a loaded question. I think there are pros and cons to every situation. And in this one specifically, there are some very detailed pros and cons. I think in terms of generally, I think it's a good option to have. And that word is key, having options. I think being able to work from home is a great option for people on the spectrum because it allows them to enable themselves to start a career whilst feeling comfortable um, yeah. kind of like that feeling you get on the new day of school when you start a new term with different classmates and different teachers it's, it's quite scary and overwhelming and every day going into an office is like that for people on the spectrum but some people on the spectrum would would favor going in somewhere like that because if we think about it in, in a completely different sense that I, I know for a fact that some people within my autism community on my platforms they have spoken to me about the fact that going to work was the only time that they did have to socialize with people because they don't have any friends outside of work and they didn't have any socializing opportunities outside of work because they obviously are too scared to go to the pub because you know like i wouldn't do that i wouldn't go to a club or a pub um and mm -hmm. you know they they also have anxiety and that scares them to do that like the same as me and i can definitely you know relate to that and so they said they're missing actual human contact through talking in in person and so i think there's a lot of things that go in the favor of working from home, obviously, because it's, it's, it's easier. There's, there's less overheads. Companies can outsource way more, you know, skills across the board. You can hire anybody from across the country. You don't have to be in the same town or city, which is great. Right. So it gives people the, uh, the opportunity uh, and the option to do something, but at, at the same time, 
it gives you this less human contact and less human contact um, long-term can be quite damaging to certain mental health uh, conditions, which obviously can comorbidly with autistic uh, spectrum disorders. So it, 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 look, it's a, who knows, like it, it's, I think it's subjective, like to the person so that it, if it suits them, then that's a good thing. But if, if it doesn't suit them, then it's a bad thing. So I think it's just as if it, would be the other way around. If you said it's working in offices better for people on the spectrum, I'd say, well, no, it may be some, but not others. Yeah, absolutely. It, it all comes down to the individual, doesn't it? Um, yeah. Uh, my my colleague, uh, Alex, um, I hope she won't mind me saying this. Yeah, she, she's really hating working from home in the minute um, oh. for exactly the reasons that you're saying. Um, hmm. Me... I kind of like it because it sort of takes the pressure off the commute in the morning, mm, but mm. I see what you're saying about, you know, lack of human contact and yeah, definitely during the lockdown, I, I have but both these lockdowns. I have, I, I do miss going to see people and friends and my partner. Mm. And I also thought I'd be yeah. really bad at working from home as well. Cause I have so many distractions <laughs> here, but like, yeah. actually I'm quite disciplined when I think about it, but as you say, it, it's all down to the individual. And I agree. Yeah, 100%. And I, but the thing is, like, I love working from home as well because I've been working, I've been self employed for the past three years now, um, working on my YouTube stuff and my websites and things like that. And so, you know, I, I love that I get to work, you know, on my own in, in my office here and, and with me and the dog. <laughs> but, you know, a lot of people think it's quite um, solitary and they wouldn't like to do this because of the loneliness. And so I guess it is just down to the person and it's, it's a, it's a personal preference at the end of the day, like most things in life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. I've kind of reached the end of um, the, the question list. Um, cool. Cool. Is there anything else you want to sort of throw in or? I guess the only thing I would ask is, uh, is that if anybody did want to kind of get in touch and carry on the conversations with me, because I'm always open for conversations and communications, um, then you can just reach out to me on Instagram at the Aspie world, or just go to the aspieworld.com and all my social media stuff is there. And, you could uh, hit me up on there and I'll, I'll message you right back. Okay. Well, um, absolutely. We, we, we can do that. Cool. Okay. Well, um, yeah, thank you very much for your time this afternoon, Dan. And um, my pleasure. You take care now, Daniel. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. We would like to thank Dan for his time. And as he says, he has social media and he has a YouTube account and a website. So um, if you want to learn more, do pop along. We would like to thank our guests, Andy Burns and Daniel Jones for joining us on this episode. Make sure you tune in next time for the second part of our Are People with Autism and Learning Disabilities More Vulnerable to Redundancy During the COVID-19 Pandemic Series? Stay safe out there, everybody. Take care. Thank you and goodbye.